So, all right. I saw, I did hear somebody talk about this week about how much Jack Doyle dropped the football early in his career. So apparently he was a ball dropper. We couldn't find any stats about it. But in the last three years, he dropped like three passes out of 700. So he's, it's all about what have you done for me lately? And as of lately, Jack Doyle is about as solid as a tight end as you could have. He's not a superstar. He's not a scrub. He's just a solid player. That's all I'm getting at. Is he's a guy you want? My argument. You said out of 700 targets, it was about a seventh of that. He's not as solid as the Colts want him to be because he only gets targeted like twice a game. He has like 30 targets a year. It's not true, Daniel. We discussed that. That is true. We just went over it. Three years, he had 140 140 targets in three years. His last three three years. Three. That's that's what I'm saying. He, if he only gets, you know, thirty catches a year, it's pretty easy to not drop any. What's the percentage? Is it can we can we cram this down and like figure out like what is three of how many balls? What is what is the math? Well, no. regardless of the percentages, Reich, Are you Frank afraid? Reich, the head the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, said that tight end is a need, and they're looking to go get a tight end. If they thought Jack Doyle was that good and that solid, he's perfectly healthy, and they have two others on the roster. If they thought he was that good, why are they looking for a tight end? What are the other two on the roster? Moelle Cox and who else? He's getting older, and... He's not that old, is he? He's like, what, 31? Yeah, that's that's coming towards the end of your football career. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my thing with, with Jack Doyle is, I as a as a Colts fan, I'm not disappointed with anything that Jack Doyle's done. There was a couple. I remember there was a year. There was a year where everything Daniel mentioned that where everything you threw to Jack Doyle, you knew was going to get dropped. I remember that feeling. That did yeah. happen. But, but that was that one was year. Over that was over three years ago because yeah. in the last three he's only dropped like three or four yeah. balls. So I, I admit he's been used less, but he also is is older. He's slower. He's been used more as a blocker. Um, eh. Oh well. Uh, can we move on from Jack Doyle? Is this over? Wait, I, you brought yeah, it up. Funny. Well, I just needed the bear. <laughs> I, I don't think there's You're any listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up, a football podcast. Uh, it's a Thursday episode. Recorded on a Wednesday. Hit subscribe. It's always a Thursday episode, by the way. I had to bring up Jack Doyle. We had to talk about this, guys. I'm sorry. It weighed on my mind all week. Daniel made it made me feel like we ganged up on him last week, and I wanted to at least give him an opportunity for a fair fight uh, without any interjection from me. So now it's out of the way. We're done with this, and free agency is officially upon us. It's the new year. As of right now, it's Wednesday night, and I think it's going to be quiet for the rest of the evening. I don't expect any major signings at this point, right, guys? I don't know. We'll see. There were some late signings last night, so it'll be exciting. Yeah, I mean, definitely could be exciting. Um, but also, I don't expect it to be that exciting for the rest of the night. One we thing that's exciting. We could get an alarm during the show. What? It's possible. We could get an alarm during the show. That's oh, true. We could, we could break some news. Um, do I need the breaking news sound or the siren sound? Uh, 
Well, yeah, tough. I like the siren. Yeah, it's going to have to be the siren. Anyway, okay, uh, got it ready to go. Welcome back. Patriots are on a spending spree. What's that show where you fill your shopping cart full of everything you can possibly put inside of it so you can fill your budget? What is that show called? Supermarket Sweep? <laughs> is Bill Belichick playing Supermarket Sweep right now? Is that what's happening? Gosh. What were the signings? Uh, anybody have Patriots signings in front of them? Uh, I can kind of skim through the list. You got Nelson Aguilar, two years, 22. Kendrick Bourne, three year, 15. Uh, if you scroll down to tight end, Johnny Smith, four-year 50. Hunter Henry, three-year 37. Uh, there's some defensive ones down here. Matt Judon, four-year 56. And oh, then, I think you forgot one, Corey. It's at the very top Diedrich, of the list. Uh, oh, no, yeah, way I did. Hold on. Diedrich Wise, they brought back for four-year 22. Not what I meant. And then they signed a a quarterback, Cam Newton. Yeah, Can suck it, Corey. He's back, bud. Puke. And Puke. Now, he's, now he's eligible for comeback player of the year again, by the way. Oh, yay. So, with the Patriots, what is what is going on here? It is it is uncommon, I think, for teams to, to, to rebuild in free agency. Am I wrong there? Like, is that – am I just, like, out of touch? But I feel like teams rebuild out of the draft, and it doesn't – something about this doesn't seem right. Now, one thing you have well, to keep in mind, though, is also the defense of the Patriots, with all the free agency, mo- big-name defensive players opted out last year. They're coming back this year. So it's kind of like this team is kind of becoming an enigma. Somebody help me understand, first of all, is it better to be signing these veteran free agents or to be going into the draft? I mean, I think I think the Patriots should be rebuilding, and I think – Belichick should be retiring, but apparently he thinks he's got another championship in him. I mean, we saw the Rams a few years ago stack up on trades and free agents, and they made it to the Super Bowl. But other than that, it hasn't really worked out. The Dolphins did it a couple years ago. Um, did they make the playoffs this year? No, they were oh, game nope. short. Yeah, one game short. Um, so they missed. Um, I feel like there's another team that did it. I know the Browns have made some big moves um overall it doesn't really work out and there's a lot of teams like the chiefs and the colts who you know they they lean on building through the draft and saving their money and re-signing their own players and i feel like those teams are the ones that have the most success which i feel like the pats were before so i don't see it working out especially with cam newton as the quarterback i i don't think he should be on a roster i don't think he's good so if if he's their starter going into the year, they're not a playoff team. Now, if they have a backup plan that we don't know about, it might be possible. But as of right now with Cam, the starter, they are not a playoff team. Wasn't when I, you... I w- Go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I agree with that statement about Cam, which is kind of making me still think that they will draft a quarterback in the draft and have Cam as kind of their... Their veteran guy knows the playbook from last year. He actually gets an off season now. Um, you know, maybe they draft a guy, Mac Jones. You know, someone mid first that falls to them, and um, he sits behind Cam for you know six eight weeks. And you know, they're one and seven um, <laughs> with this great free agent team, and uh, and they they start the rookie, and then you know see where it goes from there. I, I do think rebuilding, rebuilding from free agency is the wrong way to go. But like you said, Tony, they have a ton of people coming back and their defense is very talented already. 
And so I don't know if rebuild is kind of where this team is in Bill's mind. Uh, the thing that has me reluctant to just kind of just start bashing it like I did with the Dolphins last year is it's Bill Belichick. He's like a trendsetter. So everyone, and I read something to where he was prepping for this off season, like a year and a half ago when Tom Brady left. So, I mean, he always seems like he's ahead of the curve, ahead of the game. Um, let me read this stat to you though. This was something that was sent to me today. The Jaguars have spent 1.4 billion with a B billion dollars in free agency since 2011. And that's by far the most money. And they've lost nearly 75% of the games in that span, which is the worst percentage in the NFL. And they're on their fifth head coach. Wow. That was only nine, nine years ago. <laughs> so like what you're saying, Tony, I agree, you know, going after all these free agents to, to build your team, it's usually not, you know, the financial responsible thing to do, but uh, I don't know, maybe they have a plan up their sleeve to, to where, I mean, Corey, would you, would you hate all these moves if you knew that Bill was planning to not play Cam Newton throughout the year? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you kind of feel like this is a new team entirely and like a, a playoff bound team if Cam was not the quarterback? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't hate the signings. I think they're all great players for Bill. And another thing I just thought of um, that I think everybody's kind of overlooked is the Patriots had the most opt-outs last year at eight. Right. So he's getting back a bunch of players. That's what I'm saying. Um, linebacker Dante Hightower, who's a solid player. Safety Patrick Chung. Um, Pro Bowl guy. Yeah, yeah. So they've got some players coming back, too, that didn't even play last year. So – I mean, outside of Cam Newton, like, I think they're a competitive team, but I don't think, you know, even with Cam Newton, Bill's going to find a way to win, but Cam is just not a guy that's going to carry him to the playoffs and win playoff games. Like, that's just not an option. So if if they're going to do all this, they I, they surely have to have another plan for quarterback. And like you said, maybe it's a rookie and, you know, Cam is experienced. Um, I think he respects Bill and would be willing to teach a rookie to maybe make that final push to the playoffs. But yeah, if Cam's their starter, it, I just don't see it working. I just don't think they have enough firepower. I think they can be competitive because of that defense and because of Bill. Yeah, Cam's not the answer. But yeah, a lot of players coming back that opted out a couple of big ones. I don't think that Cam is the answer either. I think I think this time last year I was calling for Cam Newton to be the MVP, right? I mean Yes. I've come down from that we, a little bit. We won't let you live that down. Dude, I still think the potential's there. I still think Stop. that it's No, come on. Oh, no. I, oh, come oh, on. Oh, no. What was it? Five, four years ago, Devonta Freeman was the highest paid running back in the NFL. Like, guys, that happens. Like, these guys have talent. At any moment, they could pop. And the thing about this, forget Cam Newton. Forget my love for Cam Newton, I guess you would say. The, uh, the reality of this is... I like these signings so much because of the things that Corey has said against Cam throughout the years. Cam is a dink and dunk quarterback, right? A yards after the catch guy. Like he's not the guy creating. He can throw a deep ball, but he's, he, that's not where it's at. He's a mobile guy that needs to be able to just move the ball down the field, which fits Bill Belichick's style, by the way. Now add, okay, Nikhil Harry had a pretty piss poor first couple of years. But he's a big kid, okay? So you got Nikhil Harry, you got Johnu Smith, you got Hunter Henry, you got some, you got some big bodies out there. So you can just hand the ball off to, just dunk it right off to, right on to, right, right over the line. I don't think Nikhil Harry is going to make the season. 
Uh, there was already reports of them shopping him. That'd be disappointing. So, Regardless, it would be, even still. So we've added. I don't know they've got him. what was the other quarter? The other wide receiver they signed, uh, Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Okay, Nelson Aguilar. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I but mean, they got plenty of guys there that can run the middle of the field. That's that's yeah. perfectly fine. They're a run-first football team. Cam is not going to be asked to do much, and that's why I think it's going to work. I think I was fooled into thinking that Cam was going to somehow take over the New England Patriots. That was stupid. That was not going to happen. But if Cam can become a part of the system, right, like Tom Brady did for so many years, clearly Tom Brady has proved, by the way, that he doesn't need to be a part of a system to win a Super Bowl. That's not my point. But what I'm saying is if, if Cam can just become the system and not be Cam Newton, then I think this team is very dangerous and they're right back in talks for the AFC championship game. I think it could be possible. I don't know what's going to happen with the Bills. That's the question. So here's my question to you. Will, did the Patriots do enough to challenge the Bills for the East? Not yet. It's tough. It's tough. Just, just because Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a variable. I'm with Corey. It's just so hard. Like if you would have told me that Ryan Fitzpatrick signed with the signed with the Patriots, I'd have been like, yes, they wow. could probably compete with the Bills. Yeah, but Cam Newton is was just that bad. He was just awful Even Andy to watch. Dalton. Andy Dalton would have been an upgrade. I mean, Cam did not have it. He really did not. And nothing special is going to happen this year because it's all talent based. I mean, it wasn't like learning the playbook type issues. He just can't throw it. He, I mean, I think his shoulder has like permanent damage in it that they haven't revealed yet. I mean, he just is not accurate at all. He doesn't look like the same player. He didn't look like the same player. That's true. Well, um, Cam Newton was just a part of, just a part of what New England did this off season. Not that big of a surprise, I don't think, but anyway, just a part. Uh, other quarterbacks. There were a lot of quarterbacks signed recently. Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill got a deal. Jameis Winston also got a deal. Uh, Fitzpatrick, Woo! we mentioned him already. Jacoby got an opportunity with the Dolphins. So that's something I want to ask you about, Corey. And Tyrod Taylor with the Texans, which I'm all kinds of excited about. So of all these quarterbacks, is there a favorite? Is there a dud? What, what do you guys think? Real quick. My favorite by a lot is Jameis. Your favorite's Jameis? By a lot. Why? Because that tells me that he has a chance to save the same. They, they, they can't go into the year with Taysom Hill as their quarterback. It's got to be the plan. Corey, what so, do you think on that subject? Well, I, I didn't realize. I, I saw something out the other day. Taysom got four years, 140. Yeah, all voidable, by the way. All years voidable. And they don't even have to like, like pay him one year. They're paying it's him like $9 million. Dollars. It's like $9 million guaranteed, and everything else is voidable. So. Okay. It's incentive cool. deal. It's like, yeah, if he becomes the starter and he breaks every record in the world, he'll get paid like a fucking franchise guy, but he's not going to get paid that way. I love that contract then. I think Taysom Hill's a weapon. But yeah, if Sean Payton can, and I think he's going to make Jameis Winston better, if he can make Jameis Winston, you know, a, a feelable quarterback and make the playoffs and 10 million is an absolute steal, which I think you can do. He's He's a super talented guy. I think in the Arian system, he was just super aggressive. Uh, I think Arians kind of let him be that way, which which is fine. He just threw a lot of picks. But I think Sean Payton will dial him in. Uh, I think one year, 10 mil could be an absolute steal, and they could he could see a big contract next season if he really performs. I agree. So do you think he's going to be the starter then? 
I I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think that Taysom okay. Hill contract's a little. You know, at, at first glance, like I just did, it's a little like you would think he'd be the starter. But yeah, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Starter. So what's crazy is if they think that Jameis is going to be their starter, why sign him to a one-year, ten million dollar deal? That's what I don't get. Because if he does do well, if he takes him to the playoffs. He's worth easily double that there next year. I mean, why wouldn't you just sign him to like a three-year, you know, $30 million deal or something like that? Lock him in for three yeah. years when he could be your if, franchise guy. Because if he really sucks, which he can, then you've got them stuck with him <laughs> for two or three years. <laughs> I don't, I don't. So you give him a year to see what you got is what they did. Jameis has never really sucked. The only bad part about his game is because he makes bad decisions on picks. But well, other than that, he like sets records like, of his passing yards and potential and touchdowns. I mean, in in first four years as a starting QB, I mean he's he's at the top of the list ever, stat wise. Just take out the picks. Well, yeah, and they didn't make any playoffs. I don't think with him. So I think if he can make the no. playoffs, I think I think they extend him. Uh, but here's yeah, here's for, the thing about sure. it. So your question really had me going here. Daniel, that was a good point. Why not lock him up? So I looked up the 2022 quarterback free agents. This is a doozy. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, notable names are Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Okay? So those are the big names. Those are the regular starters. Now, Ben Roethlisberger's on the list, but the man's 40 years old, so it's like year to year. He's going to be there as long yeah, as he, he wants to. Yeah, he won't be there. Yeah. Um that's the only place that I could think the only available spot that I could see taking on a free agent deal with Winston. If Winston did well, the Steelers would be the only option. Why not gamble it? So I'm, I was thinking your thought back and forth here. That's why I wouldn't do a long-term deal because I'm taking Corey's side here. See what you got. Pay him again next year. You don't have a huge competition in the market. That's true. Yeah, because. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are both getting re-signed. Yeah, they're both I don't getting know re-signed. About Baker. I think Baker Whoa. will too. Probably not. Baker will too. I was just sitting here thinking, I'm going to yell out a hot take and say that Lamar Jackson's a free agent next year and Baltimore doesn't bring him back. Wow. Okay, Daniel, you have the right to respond. You've been attacked. No, I mean, you got to win. That's the thing. And, like, I know he wins a lot during the regular season and – I was telling people at work, I'm I'm the hardest on the Ravens out of anyone because, you know, I, I'm a big fan of them. And I, it is so frustrating to me how nervous I get going into playoff games because I, I just – there's some part of me that is, like, really rooting for them. And then, you know, half of me thinks, here we go. This is where we blow it. And I, I shouldn't feel like that. But I, I don't know. It, it, could, it could be true. I mean, so they exercise – they exercise his option, right? So he, he wouldn't be a free agent next year. It'd be 2022. All right, sure. I guess. Right. I looked up. Yeah, going into 2022. Yeah. Right. So we're going into 2021 now. Well, let me. It had to have been. Let me look at the website again. So whether. Uh, 2022. I'm thinking we're a year behind. I'm thinking we're a year behind. I okay. think I think you fast forward another year because you could pick up their option, can't you? Or is that is that only on guys that aren't in the first round? I okay. think there was some kind of rule like that. Now, wait a minute. A first-round picks can get a fifth-year option. Um, Lamar Jackson wasn't a first-round pick, though, was he? 
Yeah, 32nd pick. Okay, yeah, then that's possible. So he may not be available. They could pick up the option and pay him cheap. That's fine. Okay, okay. But He's not going anywhere. I think he'll be there next year. Out. Corey, that yeah, was just a hot take. I mean, just relax. They're already talking about it. it. No, I, I, don't, I don't mind it. I mean, anything yeah. can happen, and he's, you know, go, say, say they go 11-5 and five this year and then get into the playoffs and don't win again. I mean, and he still doesn't have his extension. How, how eager are the Ravens going to be to resign him? Right. Right, right. Anyway, that's the point. Maybe he'll, maybe they'll take the option. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Quarterbacks are wild. Uh, wide receivers, we wanted to be wild. What the fuck's going on with wide receivers, guys? Nothing has happened. I mean, my favorite wide receiver has been Marvin Jones to the Jaguars, but I don't even know why. It's like everything. Is, that's the favorite one. That's my favorite one. His <laughs> grandpa is going hey, down. I like it. Is going down to play with the new shiny, you know, Trevor Lawrence, like that's exciting, you know. That's it. Do you like, call Marvin Jones grandpa? He's kind of a grandpa, isn't he? He's a speedster. No, he's he's 30. super fast still. Ah, but he's like thirty years old. It's going to happen any day now. It's the way it works. Grand, grandpas aren't fast. Well, I know. Okay. <laughs> Great. Un- how about uncle? Like my okay. dad's brother. A little bit older brother. <laughs> Marvin like Jones' that, age. Let me look it up. Uh, I do like that signing. But what's going on with Galladay? Like nothing is happening there. Fuller, by the way, I saw, I was digging through Sleeper today. Deshaun Watson three months ago asked Houston to re-sign Fuller. And guess what? Yeah, I I won't be shocked if we hear, sorry, just kind of going back to quarterback here for just a second. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. I will not be shocked at all if we hear that he's traded within the next 48 hours. Yep. I, wow. I really just think he's gone. It's not going to happen. Carolina, Carolina, Carolina's beaten down the door for him. And I know the Bears went hard for Russ. Hell, they even flew in to a to a location together. I mean, it, this was a face-to-face meeting with Seattle and Chicago. And the report was that Chicago offered them three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two, it was in quotes, young players. And Seattle said no. If you come to the Texans with a deal just kind of similar for a quarterback that already has voiced his opinion to the public and says, I'm not playing for you, then why didn't they take that? Why didn't they? That's That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, If if you go after Russ that hard, why don't you go after Watson that hard? Well, Watson's younger for one. He's yeah. His contract's owned by a really bad franchise who probably way overvalues him for two. For three, they've said multiple times they're not dealing him, which I don't – we're still at that part of the year where everybody lies, so I don't know if I believe that. They might right. want to deal him. I don't know, but they're stupid. Like, I, I really believe that Houston is doomed forever. Yeah, this uh, is a bad franchise. But I did I, – I have heard rumor after rumor that Carolina is going balls deep to try and get Deshaun Watson from the Texans. I think if it happens, it'll happen on draft day. Like Corey had said, that's the big checkpoint right there. That's the checkpoint because that's when teams can trade that far into the future. You know, they got one more year of the future's picks at that point. Then it makes sense. Now I can give you three this year and one next year and one the year after that. Right? You can still agree to it and not do it until draft night, right? I I don't know. I don't know the rules. I mean, you can can probably agree to it and not tell anybody you agreed to it. I mean, I'm sure that's possible. But anyway. Yeah. Um. I fully and, and fully Sorry to expect, take us off on a tangent there. I fully Sorry. expect Deshaun Watson to ride the pine until he has paid the backup's starting salary, and then he will be traded. That's what I expect. 
Anyway, yeah, wide receivers, that, Fuller. That we were talking about Will Fuller. We're done with quarterbacks yep. here. Yeah, Galladay, Juju, and Fuller. What's happening, guys? I think I think teams are scared to pay these guys a bunch of money. I th- I think teams have realized that you know when you bring in a weapon like that, it always doesn't doesn't always work out. Sometimes these guys are successful in certain systems, and um, you know as they're when they're young, the teams learn how to use them, and then as soon as you bring them over, they're not as good. So if if you want to give Galladay or Juju, you know, one of these big contracts, it could be a big waste of money if they don't work out. So I think I think everybody's just kind of sitting and waiting, seeing what what other teams are offering. Um, I like on a, any other year, and this probably has a lot to do with the cap going down. Any other year, these three guys would probably have a contract, you know, announcement on the fifteenth, the first day of free agency, because they're such big names. But I mean, we're actually here on the league year Wednesday night when we thought all the big big names would be signed, and they're still sitting here. So. Um, yeah, I think teams are just being more conservative. Um, you know, kind of the opposite of the Patriots, which is weird. Nor- on a normal year, that's what the Patriots would be doing. And I think these guys are going to have contracts that just aren't as juicy as we thought they'd be. Um, and hopefully that, you know, as a Colts fan, I hope that works in our favor. That's what Ballard's looking for. Maybe we can grab a guy like Galladay or Juju for cheap. Maybe he takes a little less money from us to play somewhere where they kind of know they're going to be successful. So I still like Galladay to the Rams, like I said last week. Uh, we did look right before the show. I guess the Giants are making a push for Galladay, which I like as well. Um, I like to see Daniel Jones get more uh, receiver options there. I like Daniel Jones a lot. I think he's an absolute surgeon with the clean with the clean pocket. So we'll see what happens. I would like to see Juju with the Colts across Michael Pittman, two USC guys. They, they're both uh, big social media guys. And then – uh, Will Fuller, he's just a speedster, so um, I wouldn't hate him, you know, to go like to the Packers somewhere where they just need a little extra help. I think Will Fuller's problem is twofold. He's probably not getting offers because of injury, but you know, injury history, and on top of that, he's got a six-game suspension. I don't know how much of that's been served, but the, the, but he has a suspension. Yeah, he's suspended uh, going into the yeah, season. Yeah, PEDs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much time's been served. I th- it was a six-week. You know, that's what they issued, but I don't, I don't know when it's No, he, he served them time because, yeah, this miraculously was the only year he didn't get hurt, and we found out why. Yeah, right. It was because of juice. <laughs> but, no, he I think he served it because he didn't play the back half of the year. So I, I don't think that's looming. Um, but, yeah, the news on the Galladay front, too, the Bengals have offered him a deal. So I think he's kind of just like what Corey said, weighing that deal yeah. versus uh, he, he committed to visit the Giants. So maybe he might come away with that with the deal. I don't know what day that's happening on, but um, we know that Galladay has an offer on the table. I'm sure a couple of these guys do, but you know they're kind of just like Corey said, just weighing it out. I I read yeah. something about Josina Anderson because she texts all these guys, and she had texted one of them uh, yesterday and said, "What's going on?" And she said, "I'm not going to name any names, but it was a high caliber wide receiver." And they said, "Quote." the wide receiver market just sucks right now, basically. So I don't know. We'll see. It might open up a little bit. All it takes is kind of one of these guys to get signed and then the market starts drying up. And then, you know, we may see that all three of those guys go within the same, you know, couple hours or, um, you know, who knows, but uh, yeah, nothing on Juju, nothing on Will Fuller. Um, Galladay, I expect to sign before them, but we'll see what happens. Um, I like the, I uh, I like the, 
I like the Giants' approach just to put Galladay in the box and see if they can get it done. Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Close them. Close them up. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate the Bengals, though. Getting Joe Burrow another top-notch target. With, I love it. I mean, T. Higgins is already, yeah. God, what is he, 6'4"? Galladay's 6'4". That'd be great. Um, they lost A.J. Green, so that's another, you know, tall target and they have Auden Tate. This is going to be the tallest wide receiver group in the in the NFL if they sign Galladay. That'd be incredible. Uh, any other wide receivers? Did you hate anything? AJ Green went to the Cardinals for a, for 8 million bucks. I like that. Um, love it. I love that deal. Corey Davis. Here we go. $37 million for Corey Davis. What do you guys think? Yeah. 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 I, don't, That's what I, think. I don't like yeah. it. It's just That's, the Jets. He's the That's highest paid. He's the highest paid of them. Yeah. Isn't that's my that least favorite signing on the offensive side. Wow. I think that's a lot of money for a guy who's only had one good year of football. And they're expecting him to be good for three years. Uh, two two decent years. But, yeah, I understand your point. You're right. You're it's right. A, it's a shame because I felt like Corey Davis was going to be my favorite wide receiver signing, even out of all these guys. Like, before free agency started, I was looking at the big list, and I'm like, you know, here's a guy that's super under the radar, undercover, great possession guy he showed last year. He did have some injuries in his first couple years. Um, so that kind of hindered him a little bit, and he was stuck on an offense that was run, 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 um, that just started opening up with A.J. Brown. So I think that's what got Corey Davis kind of more in the limelight. But then he signed with the Jets, and then it was $11 million a year. And I'm like, okay, this may come out as my least favorite <laughs> wide receiver signing. Yeah, to me, it's like a Robbie Anderson 2.0, a good wide receiver on a shitty team. And he's going to have some good games. He's going to have a lot of bad games. Uh, you talked about Daniel Jones getting it opened up a little bit. I think John Ross is interesting. Even though he's a horrible wide receiver in general, just plug him in. And I think that opens up Darius Slayton's ability a lot more because Slayton was there. Basically, their only long ball guy because Sterling Shepard just strictly basically a possession guy with a little bit of speed. Um, you throw John Ross in some routes, and I think Slayton's going to have another good year. Yeah, oh, I get- yeah, that does help. Actually, it does help a lot. I didn't even think about that. A bunch. Uh, the running back market's still really saturated. Um, but Aaron Jones has signed a four-year deal for $48 million, which makes Green Bay's first and second round pick completely irrelevant in the last year's draft. They could have just not picked at all, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> Jamal Williams took a deal with the Lions. Does that affect DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Swift? And then Marlon Mack is back with Indianapolis. Three major signings from running back. There have been a few others, but but nothing of significance the the one the one I want to throw in here, James Conner is a free agent, and we haven't heard anything about him at all. So yep. I want, I want, let's go over these three yeah. guys, and I want to talk K- about Kenyon Drake too. Kenyon Drake still still out there and okay. signed. Put his, put his name in first of all. Aaron Jones, okay signing. Don't understand why you drafted a running back in your. I hate that pick. signing. That's an awful signing. That's my least favorite out of all these. Okay, I, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, why spend the money? You you got a rotating position. You. You rebuild running backs through the draft. You don't make mistakes and, you know, re-sign, you know, look at Ezekiel Elliott. He was the best running back in the league like three years in a row. And they re-signed him and it was a mistake. See, I mean, Devonta the only guys Freeman. You, yeah, you just mentioned it before. I mean, the only guys you re-sign at running back are generational guys and they don't come around. They're like Adrian Petersons and maybe even like a Saquon Barkley. Look at Le'Veon Bell Very too. Funny. I mean. Yeah, Derrick Henry, guy that is a a huge, huge difference maker. I know Aaron Jones is good, but you already drafted his replacement. You were a year ahead 
you had the plan. You rebuilt already. A.J. Dillon looked great in the last couple games of the year when they were kind of resting Aaron Jones for the playoffs. I, I, I really don't understand this move from the Packers. Spend this money. Go out and get – I know this has helped for has any wide receiver? General. Has any wide receiver gotten $48 million this year? That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. You could have signed Galladay and Corey Davis and had the most dynamic offense in the league with Aaron Rodgers, and then you had A.J. Dillon who – probably by the end of the year could service the team as much as Aaron Jones. I mean, you just don't spend up on, on running backs like this. And, and, you know, he's had a little bit of trouble in the past too. He's had, I think he's had more than one suspension just on some random little things, but gosh, you already had your plan in place and it was working. And then that, that, that deal shocked me more than any of them, to be honest. Yeah. For, for a team that's notorious for not spending money, like that's the last place I was, I would expect it to go. So yeah, I'm not yeah. a big fan of it either. That's that's a long time for running back. So we'll see how relevant he stays. Marlon Mack is actually my favorite signing on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you're giving a star running back $2 million for next year. That's it. $2 million. He doesn't affect the cap. He is coming off the Achilles, obviously. But if he can just be that, like, he was a starter at the beginning of last year, and he was re- really good. So if you can get just, like, 75% of that as a backup, you've really just knocked it out of the park. You can take Jonathan Taylor off the field for, you know, every other drive you could almost do it. And if you can get some production out of him, he's an absolute steal. He's a really good running back. One year, $2 million is an absolute steal. Yeah, yeah I think you mentioned the shelf life of Jonathan Taylor. That's that's super crucial, and this, this goes a long way in doing that. Twitter notification, got to check. Oh, not logged in. Okay, let's move on. I'll never know. We're going to live on a mystery right now. <laughs> Something big might have just happened. Don't know. Uh, I I'm like, looking right now. I, I like the Marlon Mack signing. For $2, million, for $2 million, you can't really go wrong. I, I mean, that's a lot of money, but in football world, it's no money at all. Um, that's nothing. I don't know what to expect out of him because of the Achilles injury. That's why the, that's why the money's so low, right? Yeah. But if we might did, not see him for for eight weeks, which I'm okay with, honestly. And if what? he can be, uh, well, he I got mean, hurt early on. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be, yeah, he'll be ready week one. If he's ready week one, and we don't see him for several weeks, it won't surprise me. And if we do see him and he gets five touches a game for six weeks, I'm not going to be surprised. That's what I'm trying to say. I, Emmanuel Sanders I like tore his Achilles, him. and he's six years older than Marlon Mack. Emmanuel and he came Sanders back and like, is a freak. That was a statistical anomaly that should never have hey, happened. Um, what he did was athletes. But what he did was be ready week one. Was it going to be ready week Foreman? Achilles injury, right? Down to Foreman. He had multiple multiple injuries. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I like the Marlon Mack signing, and it's, it doesn't cost anything. And I like Marlon Mack as a talent. Obviously, multiple. Uh, did he have multiple thousand yard seasons? I think back to back. Actually, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody, somebody check me on that. I think he had hey. multiple uh, thousand yard uh, seasons. I, I'd be shocked. Well, I know that's what's so surprising about it. He, but well, because he had Frank Gore, who who did rush for a thousand. In eighteen, he had a nine hundred and eight. Nineteen, he had one thousand ninety one. So two really Ooh. close. What was twenty twenty? <laughs> wow. Uh, he had four carries for twenty six yards. In twenty twenty, he had four carries. <laughs> Four carries hurt. for 26 yards. It happened in week one? Yeah. Yeah, super early. Oh, no. That makes so sense. So he's ready. He's going to be ready week one, bud. All right, let's go. Yeah, we'll take him. And and as a relief guy, that's the thing. He is a relief guy. It's a relief guy contract. Um, and if he gets healthy and proves it, then somebody hopefully will pay him. And if they don't, the Colts might pay him as a backup. 
Absolutely. Uh, like I said, if you get 80%, let's say Jonathan Taylor goes down, you can lean on Marlon Mack to be almost what he was. You're still really solid at the running back position. Anything else on running back? Oh, uh, James Conner and Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I don't. I have no I, news. I don't really have anything no to say. I don't know. I'm they're probably no going to get. They're probably going to get signed super cheap, cheaper than the wide receivers. I mean, these are two. I mean, non bell cow type running backs. So yeah. Okay. Any other running backs we need to talk about? No, we got tied in next, and yeah. we already we, talked about Janu yeah. Henry Gronk's back, which we expected, and then Gerald Everett with the Seahawks, which I don't think is a big deal either. I like it. Oh, I, I love I like that it. Gerald Everett yeah. signing. That that's my favorite offensive signing, actually. Wow. Out of all of these, and it's so under the radar. He's only twenty six, and you know Tyler Higby and him were kind of trading off last year. Tyler Higby, you know, by the end of two thousand nineteen, when Gerald Everett got hurt. Um, that's when Tyler Higby started to shine and then Gerald Everett really never got an opportunity last year and they never really ran double tight ends. It was kind of just you're on the field or you're on the field and Greg Olson retired. Uh, Will Disley, he's always hurt. I mean, name an injury. He's had it and he's been out for the year with it. Chicken uh, pox. Who's there? Yeah, right. He, yeah. That was 2018. Thank you. And then, um, <laughs> who's the, uh, who's the, who's the one with the long last name? Gosh, Jacob Hollister. He has not been that reliable. The long last name, not the one named after the clothing line. Are you serious? The long last name. It was going through my brain. I was trying to think of it at fast speed here. But I actually really, really like Gerald Everett of Seattle. I I think super under the radar, going to be a great, great signing for them. Russ needs all the help he can get with Aaron it out. Um, let's see here. Defense. Let's just go over defense altogether in one. Okay. Defense is hard to keep up with. I mean, it's harder than offense, to be honest with you. It just is. There's some of these big, guys have some big of these, contracts. There are big contracts, but some of these guys, I don't know very much about at all, to be frank with you. So Daniel, Corey, you guys take over this defensive lineup and just touch on a few guys you really love. I'll let you go first. You Daniel. Okay. Um, one signing I actually really, really liked is Carl Lawson, uh, defensive end. And there were a few defensive end signings and a couple with some, with some kind of big money here. But um, Carl Lawson's only 25. He's coming over from the Bengals. Um, Robert Sala, the new head coach of the Jets, he's a defensive coach. And I know the Jets are just traditionally just a horrible franchise. Um, but they have the number two pick. Um, they're probably going to spend that on a quarterback. They're kind of they're going to kind of change things there and become more of a defensive team. I bet with Robert Sala, who is the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. And this doesn't only help Carl Lawson, but remember they had the second pick. I think it was two years ago when they took Quinn and Williams, who was supposed to be, you know, the next, you know, great nose tackle, like a Lodi Nada type guy, just that, you know, can rampage a team there. I mean, yeah, it's hard to compare anyone to Aaron Donald, but yeah. Well, I, someone, I think someone his, like that. His speed was comparable to Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, Quinn Williams should have gone number one in a lot of people's draft boards, but um, that will open up double teams from Quinn and Williams, who who got double teamed a lot last year, um, and then you know, top that off at twenty five years old with, you know, just. Probably going to be a pretty talented defense that Sala is going to put together there. So I, I really like Carl Lawson. 
Um, so that was my that was my favorite signing. Corey, do you have a favorite defensive signing? I do, um, and I guess just another little little hot take here. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets move back and go like O line instead of quarterback, and just see what they got see what they got in Sam Darnold because I yeah. think it's a little too early to give up on him. I, um, I love that. Favorite defense. I like Danico Autry to the Titans for a couple of reasons. Um, they didn't spend a ton of money to get him, and he's a really solid player. We just watched him for a few years with the Colts. He can play some defensive end. He can play inside. And, you know, a team like the Titans, they're going to have some insight on what the Colts do. So for three years, $21 million. Obviously, I don't have all the details in front of me on that. Uh, they're getting a really solid player who's fairly young. I think he's 27, 28. I have to verify for sure. but. Um, I like that a lot. Just kind of looking through it. I, I mean, you know, I, we see the big names, they got big money, like that's to be expected, but, uh, I just think it's kind of an under the radar, um, solid pickup for the Titans, which you do see a lot of these free agents move within the division and it, it helps a lot of teams a lot of times just cause they get a little more insight to the other team. Yeah. Um, one of the guys that I was, I was upset to lose uh, from the Ravens was Matt Judon and he went to the Pats and early on, he was kind of one of the first deals that went through. And so everybody looked at that four years, 56 million, like, Oh my gosh, Matt Judon made bank. But then as more guys started signing, you know, Bud Dupree got 82 million from the Titans. Shaq Barrett resigned for 68 million. Uh, Leonard Floyd resigned with the Rams for 64 million. The deal looked better and better as it went on. And Matt Judon, um, he, he, I mean, they tagged him last year. Uh, the Ravens did because I mean, he just kept getting better and better and he's still super young and they, they have done a great job kind of molding him. Um, I think he's a pro bowl or two. I mean, he is a great player. We talked about how good that pass defense is going to be. I think he's going to be a big part of that. And we mentioned Dante Hightower already. You're going to probably hear Matt Judon's name a lot. Um, you know, we heard a lot of Zadarius Smith coming out of Baltimore, when he signed with the Packers last year. And I feel like uh, Matt Judon just kind of next on the list. I, I really like that signing from the Pats too. What do you do guys you, think on you, um, any news on Jadavian Clowney? Nope. I just, I mean, it's tough because he, he banked on himself last year and he didn't do very well at all. I mean, all Titans fans were very disappointed with Jadavian Clowney. He was supposed to come in and kind of, kind of give him that extra nudge on defense and be a huge difference maker. And it just kind of seemed like he, he just had zero effort, didn't care. I mean, it was Albert Hainsworth all over again with <laughs> Clowney last year. He got his money yeah. and kind of, kind of seemed like he was locked in forever, but he wasn't at all. And I, I don't know. I, he may not sign for a little while, just like, yeah, just like before. We, yeah. Last year we thought he'd be signed in the off season. It was like, a few weeks before the season started, he ended up with the Titans. It might've even been like a week before the season. So yeah, that is true. I guess yeah. Yeah. I forgot about I that. I think he's a guy who thinks he deserves a lot of money, but hasn't proven that he deserves it at all. Any other big names yeah. we're missing? I'm seeing Dunlap, uh, Houston, Kerrigan, Griffin. I mean, there are some, there are some still some heavy hitters out there or is there not? What do you guys think uh, of the market? Dan, are there any that you don't like? Um, I was kind of looking through here to try and find one of my least favorites. Um, I, I kind of like a lot of these from the, from the defensive side here. If you have one, you can go first. 
Yeah, I I just one that I pointed out that I wasn't a big fan of was Yannick Ngakwe to the Raiders. Um, I don't think he had a very good season. Who did he play for last year? Because it, it was that big. Yeah, what he, he did. He, he, okay, so he, he threw flipped. a fit with Khan. Yeah. No, no, he, yeah, he threw a fit with Khan. Went to the Vikings. Got traded to the Vikings, and then got traded to the Ravens. So he swapped teams. He's been on three different teams now within the past. You know, well, this is his fourth team in the past year and a half. <laughs> that's a that's like the Antonio Brown model right there. Yeah. He's averaging like the last three years, like eight and a half sacks a year. So I, for twelve million dollars a year, uh, where'd it go? Yeah, no, fourteen. It's two years, twenty-eight million. So fourteen a year. That's um, a lot of money invested there in a pass rusher that I don't think you know what you can get. It, it honestly reminds me of the Cowboys a little bit, who stacked up that defensive line and they didn't get a lot of production out of it. So. The Raiders, who have they drafted a pass rusher a couple years ago, or it could have been a year ago. Um, I can't think of his name right off the bat, but they drafted him early, a lot earlier than they were expect or than he was expected to be drafted. Then they're gonna probably try to put Ngakwe on the other end of it. I just, I just don't see it working. I don't see a lot of production coming out of him for two years, twenty eight. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna kind of kind of get a little picky here but i out of all these signings um the one that i probably don't like the most which but i get why he why he signed for that much but i still don't like it is bud dupree to the titans um towards acl last year he was on a super talented defense he's still he's still pretty young but they spent 82 million in the process to get him for five years. And I, I don't know the contract details about, you know, when there's a possible out, but I mean, this is a team that already had a pretty good defense, pretty good up and coming defense. And they were kind of just a like, cause they've already lost Corey Davis. You have AJ Brown who now you can just double team. And then Derek Henry, where the Ravens kind of gave everybody a recipe for how to beat them. Just, you know, somehow have 14 men in the huddle and then stack them all at the line and the Titans are going to run first, second and third down. So, I mean, what are you going to do on offense if you're the Titans? And that, that's kind of the only reason I hate this deal is because they're trying to build a complete team and they cut both of their corners and then you sign a linebacker to a huge deal. So now you have needs in multiple positions kind of all in one off season. I, I don't know. Um, he's, he's a good young player. He's coming off of an ACL injury. Hopefully he gets back in time. But I think that's at, at, to this point, just because of how expensive he was, is probably my least favorite signing. It reminds me a lot of, um, the linebacker CJ Mosley coming out of Baltimore, how Baltimore just kind of let him walk. And he's a four time pro bowler in his first four years. And the jets signed him to a massive deal. And then he got hurt his first year. And then he opted out the next year. So just a complete mistake on the Jets part. This is kind of what it reminds me of, and hopefully he doesn't go down the same path as Mosley. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.